Good evening from the Schaefer Poolside Studio. It is the fifth episode. Yes, we have actually made it five episodes of Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. Um, welcome, Derek. Good evening. Happy after Easter. Um, yes. We've made it through Easter. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to watch my mom get baptized Easter morning. She she uh, had the decision to to get baptized, so I went and watched her uh, do that life choice and... and uh, that's always a time with family. I hope you guys had some good food. I know we did. Um, and believe it or not, Supercross raced Easter weekend. I, it's, yeah. it's a rarity. A NASCAR raced Easter weekend. I, I don't know what's going on, but the world is a shifting, it I suppose. For us. Yeah. It was a good race, too. So. Yeah, it was a good race. We're, we were in Arizona, Glendale. Um, awesome stadium. Um, few things, few quirky things. They had the finish line back in the little hole that... The, yeah. the field comes in and out of, um, but great crowd. I heard it was one of the largest crowds of the year. Uh, great racing. The people that are supposed to win won, but we had some injuries. Um, we now have a world traveler from Polk County uh, who's who's moved on, so there's a lot to discuss. Where are we starting tonight, Mr. Derek? We can start anywhere, but, I mean, Glendale's going to be the talk of the night. All because right. there's, there's a lot to discuss. Well, um, lead, us, lead us off because... You, due to circumstances out of your control, have the reason we're a day late this week is because some dude decided to take out the tower. Yeah. yeah. We had a telephone pole go out on Easter Eve, and we had no power for half of Easter and all night, and no internet for, what, three days? Yeah. Yeah, we're... We're behind, so we're we're, so. we're a day we're a day behind our normal shooting, but hey, it kind of is what it is. Um, all right, Glendale, it's always it's always a, a, a rider favorite. It's always a team favorite. Big it's track. a fan favorite. It's a big track. Uh, good dirt. Although I think it got really dry this weekend. It was that was slick. Yeah, and uh, I have a I have some you know some stuff to discuss about that as we get farther into it but yeah that that track broke down like the whoops got out of control yeah everything was just so hard it looked like they were riding on pavement before before we get too far in i I have a whole bunch of mental notes this week i don't have anything written down the whoops i was just as a bad rider or an average rider i get amazed at what these guys can do on a bike Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were starting on the right side of the whoops and basically turning left across Cutting the whoops, I just think I can barely turn left when I'm riding on flat ground, <laughs> and they're going across whoops that are 13 to 15 inches apart, yeah. turning left. And they're the way they were doing that. If, if you watched a lot of them at the end of it, were catching it, and they would all yeah. dip the they dipped the front end down, and it's like they'd miss the last one every time. But um, everybody but Tomac, I mean, because yeah. Tomac was just out there dominating like like Tomac does but um, there were some good huckabucks this weekend I, hey RJ Hampshire he rode that one out well he should right. he should have crashed three times yes, that, it, that, that the gnarliest one in the whoops for him when he lost his feet off the pegs yeah. and, and gathered it back up I thought he was done oh and we forgot to mention this was a triple crown it was a triple crown it was a triple That's crown I so there's a lot to talk about too because yeah. it was um, I think it's our first triple crown on here yeah and it was just pretty good racing so, so let's um, let's talk let's let's hit two fifties first because even though there was some excitement it it actually kinda went the way it I guess it should go. Yeah. Um 
Well, in qualifying, we had Christian Craig yeah. out. Yeah. Um, looked like he took his took his arm or his elbow. It's an elbow injury. Yeah. And also, there was a leg. I think there was two. Oh, dislocated hip, dislocated elbow, and something else. They put the elbow and hip back in, but there was also something broken, I think. Yeah. Uh, I actually. I saw a report, but I did not have a chance to read it. Jobs, yeah. you know, yeah, life, <laughs> life. So I didn't get a chance to read it. But yeah, we, so we lost a, a big 450 guy who had just come off one of his best best races. And he was he was steadily moving up every yeah. every week. So I actually expected a a win, probably not a win, but maybe a podium out of him by the end of the year. And this is his that this would have been his this would have been his kind of track and where the accident occurred is one of his best sections yeah so it was just like a double whammy of we lost him at a track that suits him and on an obstacle that he is one of the best at in the in the whoops and that's i mean he gained speed in the whoops and and the accident did not look good um they we i did see a video of the accident but uh we lost him and that's a big hit that's a big hit for the series because he is one of those five to ten guys that's if you really watch a lot of the races, those five to ten guys, they flip flop back and forth yeah. a lot, a lot. Yeah. And the top guys, if they're not having good nights, end up in that. Yeah. So it's been a yeah, good. There's, there's a lot of battles mid pack. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, they don't show it all, but it's pretty good racing back there. Yeah. Um, then we get Styles Robertson gets hit. Yeah. Pretty hard. That looked like a gnarly crash too. They they didn't have a real good camera angle of it. No, because he kind of disappeared. Yeah, but that boy was hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did show that at the end. Yeah. It, it looked like he either either got hit or ran right over, and I think it was his leg or his foot. But then we go to the world famous Jet. Broke his his curse, as they call it. But he he was excited about it. Like he actually yeah. was like, "Hey, I'm 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 one of those guys now. I'm a triple crown guy." I noticed him. At, it was either race one or qualifying. I think it was in qualifying when. You know, they they try to bring up the triple crown, and he's like, "I don't even want to hear it." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I already know what you're going to say." He just acted real real angry about it, and um, he pulled it out though. That's so like, I was uh, happy to see that. But anything I, I didn't notice. I mean, we didn't have, you know, the Detroit with uh, Jordan Smith and Deegan going at it. We didn't have. Oh, well, we had the Webb Anderson. Yeah, but on the 250 side, I can't think of anything that really like sticks out that Levi Kitchen. Rode well, I, I think um, the last Triple Crown momentum gave, you know, I guess the last Triple Crown win for him gave him the momentum yeah. this week that I think he he thought he was going to go out there and be a competitor and he was. Yeah, um, he actually rode really really well. I think it gave him a huge confidence boost and um, in race two of the two fifties, uh, Jet kind of slacked off a little bit and I mean Levi Kitchen pulled the whole shot every all three races. Yeah, yeah. you know if not. I think there was one that R.J. Hampshire came out with it, but uh, Levi Kitchen was first off the line every time. So, um, and it, good for R.J. getting another, another. I don't even know what they're called. Win. Yeah, boy, yeah. did he look smooth. Yeah, man, I've never. I, he he rides good all the time, but that boy was riding. Did the 450 smooth him out? Well, he he got more. He he had more starts than anybody else because he got to. Yeah. You know that that race experience is big and um i don't i would say i mean just the seat time in my opinion would would help you out a lot and it calms a lot of the nerves because those guys are just nervous when they're bouncing back and forth and off for a few weeks and then on for a few weeks and you know and they had a red flag i mean they're they're three minutes into the first race and they're getting a red flag yeah and it's like dang man that's got to 
I know how I am when I'm getting ready to race. Yeah. I cannot imagine starting and all of a sudden be like, hey, time out. We're going to start again. Yeah, like full adrenaline rush down, yeah. down to nothing, then then you're you're back at it again. It's I mean, it takes a toll on you. Yeah. It makes you tired. I, I was impressed with Levi Kitchen. I don't, I can't, I want to wrap my arms around Pierce Brown because for some reason I like, I, I, I kind of like the whole TLD vibe team. Yeah. I, and I kind of want to like Pierce Brown. And in qualifying, he was fast. I mean, he was he was out there dominating everybody. What's his? What is going on in the races? I don't. I don't know if it's nerves or or what it is, but he just can't keep it together. Yeah. I mean, he was up there, but he wasn't. He wasn't like he wasn't qualifying. I mean, I know qualifying and racing is two totally different things. Everybody brings it in the races, yeah. or you get the guys that do the total opposite, and I think that's a Pierce Brown. But um. I don't. I don't know what happens to him in the races. If it's just the nerves are getting to him, or, or what it is, but he he, he doesn't perform like he does in qualifying. And I I really thought I, I expected to see to see something out of him. Yeah. Oh, I kind of figured. I kind of figured that. West Coast, like true West Coast dirt. He's he's had some rebuilding time. Yeah. I was expecting, but it goes back to it's it's jet, a little bit of gap. Levi and RJ, sell me on which one of them's better. Say it again. We got a, we got a. What's up, dude? An intruder. <laughs> we have the, we have the next great uh, Schaefer boy. Hopefully, the next Jet Lawrence standing there, <laughs> American Jet Lawrence. Um, so we got, we got Jet Lawrence. We got a little bit of a gap. Mm-hmm. We got Levi Kitchen. We got RJ. Sell me on. RJ over Levi or Levi over RJ? I don't. I don't. RJ's got the experience over over Levi for sure. Because this next year, uh, Jet's gone. Yeah. These two guys. And I don't. I don't know that I would count. RJ wants the 250 title. Yeah. And he's he's said that over and over again. But I don't. I don't know that it's contract year for a lot of these guys. He might move up. I don't know. Um, I think the way he's riding, they might. They might just move him up, and it might be. I, I mean, they already have Christian Craig and I'm Mookie. assuming Malcolm. Yeah. If injuries don't happen, Malcolm seems to get hurt a lot. Um, so I don't know. I, it, I think the way it's going, I think RJ will probably be one of the top competitors next year. Elite. Don't don't get me wrong. Levi will be there for some reason. That that whole Star Yamaha team has something going on. They're bringing a lot of big riders up through. Yeah. And if you look at the difference between Tomac from his pro circuit days to to the star team, he's a he's just a whole different guy. Um, he slacked off there for a while, and then that, the star Yamaha brought him back to life. So yeah. I think they, they have a good program going. So yeah, I think it's really up in the air. But if you, if, if you had my opinion, I'm going to say RJ Hampshire is going to be the, the, the force to be reckoned with next year. If he doesn't move up to fourth, and because that's because as a watcher of the sport and just listening to so many other media outlets and kind of the, we know Jet's gone. Yeah, um, we might lose Hunter too. There is a lot of rumors that that Hunter may it may be brother and brother on the four fifty next year. I also think Enzo Lopes is going to be. Oh, I'm glad you brought him if up. If he puts, if he everything starts clicking together, he he makes a lot of dumb mistakes but he's fast like he's yeah. he's a very good competitor with all these guys but you know just little things knock him back and i think if it all clicks and he puts more time in 
I think he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with too. He also appears to have an appreciation, and I think, and I don't mean this rudely, from my years of coaching, the internationals, when they have the opportunity to come to the U.S., seem to appreciate the opportunity a little more. Yes, I know there's been some that didn't, um, and I can't think of his name right now. He was a French guy. But uh, for the most part, they appreciate the opportunity. And I think some of the Americans think this is where they're supposed to be. And he he just has a zest for – I mean, we've watched him. He was a he was a back-of-the-pack guy. Yeah. And now he's – yes, I know they're, they're missing a couple riders. But he's still top ten. Like, truly top ten. He fell, was dead last, and came back to seventh. Yeah, and he's, he's very fast. I yeah. Mean, but I think, you know, speaking on that, I think that this this new Ricky Carmichael style of racing, if we go back to, like, the Jeremy McGrath racing, those guys were out there for fun. They were physically fit, yeah. but they're not they're not putting in that those training programs and stuff like they are now. And I think these guys just get mentally and physically burnt out. And I, I think when, um, like, these, these foreigners come in, they... I, they think, don't I think we're supposed to call them international. I don't care. <laughs> They're good riders. I got nothing against any of them. They're still foreigners. Right? <laughs> Different foreign country. Like, doesn't matter. They um, we'll put a sensor on that. That's fine. <laughs> they um, I don't. Th- I I don't know because I'm not one. I've never been in their situation. But I don't think that they have these training programs over there like they do here. I mean, yeah. I, I know that you know they they put the work in, and but. Over here, it's like, you know, the Baker Factory and all that. They're just, those guys are beat. Yeah. You know, when it comes race day, they're so, they're so physically beat that, um, it just, I mean, you can tell it takes a toll on them. So, I think that plays a lot in it. And then they come over here and, um, it makes them faster for sure. Yeah. But they're, they do appreciate every opportunity they can get because they, they don't really have that over there as much. So, but yeah, back to the race, um, I when I first noticed that uh, that big straight stretch, so the the finish or the the start straight, how I noticed R.J. Hampshire do it first when he went outside down the start straight and then they cut inside. That's yes. that's a vet move if I ever seen it. You know that that takes a lot of experience and there was a lot of passes like that yeah. throughout throughout the night. That but, was, um, that was an awesome in 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 oval racing oval dirt racing sprint cars outlaws. They call that a slide job. Yeah. Like, and that was a great over-under pass, passing zone. And yeah. it was, the funny thing was, it was all experienced guys doing yeah. that pass. like I said, it's like a vet move. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes a lot of experience for that much speed to, to suck it down into that corner. And, I mean, he, RJ was the first one to actually do it. And to me, that's what, that's what puts my mentality towards RJ for next year because he can, he can see things like that. And he can protect, and you know he can he can look ahead beyond the curve and yeah. and um, get it done. Where, he's just got to staff the ground. Yeah, like he's put stuff together this year. Like he's actually having a good year. I agree. And if is if this is the change, then I'm with you. There's nothing to stop him from yeah. from succeeding. And the way that the way that he can um, like pull himself back off that almost whoop crash yeah where most guys can't hold on to a bike like that that's just pure strength that was man strength yeah he he manhandled that bike and 
brought it back up, and I I couldn't believe he stayed up. But just the, the little things like that, he as long as he keeps excelling the way he is, it's it's I think it's over for everybody else because he's he's showing so much progression that it's it's out of this world. There were some there. You you brought up that the the kind of that first turn passing zone. I felt like there were actually some decent passing zones on this track. There was also some forceful passing zones on this track because yeah. there weren't. I felt like the track was really wide, but they rode it really narrow. Like yeah. the track was really. There were a lot of wide turns that they used very little of it on. But there was a main line. I mean, yeah, and. With with as hard and slippy as it got, I mean, it was there. There wasn't much room to as wide as wide and as big as the track was. There wasn't much room to do anything because it got so slick. Yes, and they you just couldn't move the bike around without without washing the front end or you know most of them were losing wheel speed in the whoops and they were losing their ass ends all the time. And yeah, it was a uh, like I said, it got into like riding pavements, and you could see. I mean, we can get into that now. You can see just the the different colors in the dirt as the as the night went on, and those those different colors just show. You know, you get your. It wasn't wet, but you can see the darker dirt where it was still dampish. Yeah. And then the main line was just you know bright tan. Yeah. And then you could see the rubber the rubber tracks on the whole thing, and it you you could tell just how hard it was. And, I think where I saw it the best is at each start. Watching the guys who got the whole shot, second, third, those guys, watching them try to put the power down. Yeah. Trying to put the power down and watching the bike, like you could, if you really zoned in, you could see them fighting because the bike kept wanting to kick and they just kept fighting around the corner. There was was not a smooth arc. No, and look how slow they were going in some of those turns. Like they would almost bring it down to nothing before they would you know get going again and it was you could tell it's like it's like ice yeah and i i felt bad for them but it, it showed the it showed the um the talent that they have they're so good yeah like they're so good yeah you know, a week ago two weeks ago they were riding in ruts and now they're riding on blue groove and there was one corner one corner that had nasty ruts in it the finish line corner yeah that had nasty ruts they didn't touch that corner all night and i'm yeah. like are they going to clean this up? They never clean it up. And, nope. and it's like, dude, they just rail into that thing. Yeah. But I, I, you got any more on the 250 side? No, it was pretty, like, even 250 race two was just kind of boring. I mean, it was yeah. nothing nothing too excitable. And, you know, Jet slacked off. But it was a, like you said, it, it came out like it, the rest of the, yeah. the rest of the season has been coming out. What, so. What's your take on the, before we dive any further in, what is your take on the triple crowns? I think they're kind of. To me, it's it's a different. Um, it kind of breaks it up to me because they get three full intensity races. Um, it's a lot harder on them. I at first I didn't like them. You know when they started them how long ago? Now they've grown on me because it's it's a lot of good racing the whole time. Um, I, I enjoy them. I, I think it's, meant, like I said, it's mentally and physically hard on them, especially mm-hmm. when they had a red flag. You know, the 250s had a red flag in the middle of it. That probably makes it way worse because I can't imagine your heart rate being like that and then you bring it back down to nothing and then you do it all over again. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like taking a rest, but you don't get your rest. So, um, 
like I said, I, I think they're they're physically demanding, but it's it makes really, really good racing. I don't want to see any more. And I'm I'm I guess I'm a traditionalist. I don't like them. But that being said, I'm a race fan. And there is no race series that runs the same laps, miles, time for any of their races. Yeah. Um if if there's a time limit on a race, like you go to a GNCC for the pro race, it's three hours. Well, it could be two hours and forty five minutes and four laps, or it could be three hours and twenty five minutes at five laps, depending on when they come across the finish line. Yeah. NASCAR is five hundred miles, five hundred K, three hundred miles, and it depends on the track they're racing on. So I'm not opposed to that change, um, but I don't want more. I think three's fine. I'd be fine if they only did two. But I also think sometimes they should go back to, if the track is 55 seconds or more, go to 20 laps. If the track's 55 seconds runner, go to 20 minutes. If it's, yeah. And then do it that way. Like, I'm not opposed to more change, but I don't want to see all triple crowns because the sport's dangerous. Yeah. Them starting three times full on, we don't need we don't need it's that. hard like I yeah. said it's physically yeah it's physically abusive but they they are and the funny thing is is they did it so that we'd have some possibly different winners yeah the same people win because yeah. the, the good people are good yeah and you can't you can't change that I mean yeah. they're they're at the top for a reason and it doesn't matter what atmosphere or style you put them in they're they're still gonna be yeah at the top so. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm always curious, like, people's opinion on it, because, like, for the average fan that goes to the race, they're like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, they get to see all this racing. But for someone that's a true fan of it, it's like, yeah, this isn't how it works, man. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see my privateer heroes. Yeah. You don't see them. Unless you go to day qualifying, you don't see yeah. them. Because they're not even in the yeah, show. you got, you got to watch Race Day Live if you're at home to, mm-hmm. to see that. And... It's cool to watch the LCQs during that. I mean, yeah. in the middle of the day, they are all out. And they are anyway, but it seems like during the day, they're... Because it, I guess with qualifying normally, you know, you're in or you're out. But with the Triple Crown, like, you only have... It's it's still, like, the same concept, but yeah. you, to me, it, it, mentally, it's like you only have one shot. And it's, I don't know, it's, to me, it's just different. It, like I said, it's, it's a love-hate relationship for me, but they're... They've grown on me a little bit, and it's it's just cool to kind of break it up some. But yeah, I don't want to see any more. I they're they're fine with you know the three that they yeah. do or whatever. That's real quick tutorial. Normal Supercross, you have a, you have an untimed practice, you have two time practices, and then they take the top forty out of those time practices for the night show, and then they race two heats, and then the top nine of each of those heats. So you have eighteen. And then they have an LCQ, and they take the four, the top four of that, out of that LCQ to get their 22. Yeah. The Triple Crowns, they take the top 18 qualifiers during the day. So there's no racing. They're just time qualifying. The top 18 get in, and then they have an LCQ before the night show begins, and the top four out of the LCQ make it into the night show. And then they race three and the reason we don't know what to call them is because the AMA or Feld hasn't even figured out what to call them. So we call them, they race three races, and then they use Olympic scoring, and the top, the lowest scorer wins Win. the night yeah. and gets first place points. So 
th- there's two ways that they're doing these races now, and they only do three of these a year. And they also even have their own championship, yeah. which is funny because I remember the first time they had it, Tomac won it and didn't even know he's like, oh, I, I won? Like, he didn't even know he'd yeah. won it. But uh, I guess Sexton was the winner this See, I year. I don't know why they're not calling each race single crown, double crown, triple crown. Yeah, you I don't know. What I mean? Something. Come, I, I, come up with something because you're already calling it a triple crown so why don't you just yeah race one single crown you know yeah. makes sense I don't do, know do something because if you go on to the stats they don't have like like RJ won one yeah there's no record of that no unless you're keeping track of it you have no idea that he won one of those it's just by the points yeah I mean, that's, that's so, about it so. it's all based on points oh, what else you got Nothing for the 250s. I mean, okay. like I said, it was pretty plain Jane. Um, decent racing besides the, the yeah. crashes and whatnot. How about uh, I will do the, um, oh, for God's sake. I'm drawing a blank at the moment. Well, the only thing I have Hunter is. Hunter Yoder. Yes. I was going to say, Cole Thompson. Cole Thompson, uh, they came out of that out of that last corner yeah. um, going to the start, start, uh, the start straight. And Cole Thompson uh, decided that he wanted to suck up Hunter Yoder into his back tire. Yeah. Um, Rip his pants down. And... Yeah. Did did Solitaire request the teardown because of what happened? Because, you know, uh, Hunter Yoder's bike was protested. Yeah. And the, the rumor is, is that the, I don't think it was Solitaire, Cole Thompson, and I don't know him, I don't know anything about him, no. but I have heard that he is not the nicest of guys. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I'm just saying. Never met him. Never yeah, talked to him. Never talked to him. But from what I've gathered from other people, he is just not the nicest of guys. Yeah. And I'm guessing since his night was ruined, he decided, all right, we're going to protest the bike. So yeah, they protested know. the bike. I can't imagine. Maybe they are. But Hunter Yoder's not in the top ten, so who cares? Yeah, I don't it's just people people are like that even at the amateur races yeah. it's just you make somebody mad next thing you know you got all the officials are there and they're looking everything over it doesn't make any sense to me but more importantly was is Hunter okay he looked fine okay I mean that's gotta be a painful thing I didn't thing. hear anything but I, yeah, yeah I can't imagine just and he got drugged quite a ways yeah so but you you wouldn't feel that besides your bike not moving but that, that back tire still slipping you'd know that it's not moving right but the first thing that as a motocross rider, in my opinion, I'm not going to look at my back wheel. Yeah. You just, you look down, you're not going to see him. And I, it's kind of, I think that's what happened. He, he looked down, but he, he didn't look back, and he just kept dragging him for a minute. But then you then you stop and realize that your bike's not right, but that's because somebody's Who would that, that would happen in the LCQ a few years ago. Yeah. Was it's that Norn and a Ray? I can't remember, but it's, it's happened a few times. One of the big... One of the big 450 guys that happened to too. Yeah, a few years back, I can't re- I can't remember though. But yeah, it's it's always gnarly. I mean, yeah. it's it's. Wicked. I can't I can't imagine I can't imagine like all of a sudden my leg is stuck in your back tire and you're yeah. just gassing it. I mean, they're full throttle there. Yeah. I mean, they're on. Yeah. Giving it all the beans as and they your say. Your leg is what the brake is. Yeah. I mean, oh. Stuck between the swing arm and tread. Ooh. It's got to leave a mark. Yeah, guaranteed. That's got to leave a mark. All right, so two fifties were what they were. Jets, I mean, he's almost got a race lead right now. It's it's kind of, kind of is what it is. It's kind of hard for anybody to catch up at this point. There's yeah. still 
what four rounds left, but it, unless he crashes out, I don't see. I it. mean, they go to a, so West Coast has a week off because they're in Atlanta this week. When's the Meadowlands? When? Because when, that's the first East West showdown. The East Rutherford. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Two weeks. Two weeks. So they go to Atlanta this weekend. So this is going to be for the East side. This is going to be another one of those. Which is funny to me that the East gets two of those super speedway tracks. Yeah. The West gets none. And then the funny thing is those SMX races at the end, they're all speedway tracks. So yeah. the East actually kind of has a little bit of an advantage yeah. prepping for those. Yeah. Um, but we jumping ahead. 450s. First race, my man, Mr. I don't give a crap about anything. I'm just here to try to win this title. Comes out with a chromed up red plate chrome yeah, background and he's got on which i don't know if that was a tribute to Yam, uh, yamaha and kawasaki the blue the front is blue the back is green and gets a whole shot in the first race yeah. and it's like all right here we go yeah he came he came came back and did his toe mac yeah mean, there was there was no doubt about it there the heat race two was a little shaky yeah. but he um he does what tomac does best i mean that's the only way to describe his night it was just effortless and he said in qualifying you know he's out there having fun when he says that yeah you know it's it's game over for everybody else because you know he's comfortable you know there's no issues going on no sore necks no no mental fatigue he uh, yeah he looked he looked the part of a champion um i heard cooper was trying to do gamesmanship again because cooper as much as we may not like it or you may like it he jumped in behind uh, Tomac multiple times during the race. Yeah. Uh, not, not during the race, during practice. And every single time, Tomac just kind of left yep. him. Um, but that's Cooper. Cooper used to do that all the time. He it's does like, it. It's just mental games yeah. for him. He's, he's mentally tough. And, yeah. um, but he kind of had a mental fart this weekend? I think he had a mental breakdown this weekend, to be honest with you. he That, that move that he pulled on Anderson... He knew better than that. Yeah. Like, that was just a... I think he was pissed off because Telemann was out there dominating. I mean, that's my honest-to-God opinion, and he got mad. He knew Anderson was coming down out of that turn, and there was no way that he was not going to hit him. That was one hell of a pivot, though. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, he still smoked him. Yeah. He's lucky he didn't break Anderson's leg as hard as he... He hit him pretty hard. And I do appreciate that Anderson, knowing he's on probation, he just gently held him up in the corner the next yeah. time. Like, it was like, eh... I can't do anything to you, but I'm just going to... And I, I think had Anderson not been on probation, things yeah. would have been very different. Yeah. I think uh, that race probably may have ended for Webb. You know, it wouldn't, in the have, next it wouldn't corner, have been pretty. In the next corner, there would yeah. have been maybe but, a punch up. Instead of just nicely bumping him up, yeah. I think he would have been out through the track. <laughs> I mean, and there's... That's Anderson. He just... He had every right to be mad, yeah. too, in my opinion. What you got for notes on the 450s? Uh, that the Anderson being on probation, um, just a good. There's some good battles in 450s, but um, that's really, really my only thing. Barsha looked, Barsha looked really, really fast. I'm all impressed. Day long. And you know what's funny is, I heard something today, and I'm I'm a, I'm a few weeks behind us on my my entertainment, but I heard today is like someone said I love contract Barsha. Yeah, and if you really think about it. He doesn't know. There were rumors that Gas Gas was ready to kind of end this one rider experiment and move on. 
and bring in two riders instead of one. But dude, how do you not re-sign him? Yeah, like he's he's doing so and well every week. It gets better. Yeah, uh, I I expected him to podium this weekend, and he did. Yeah, I mean he um, he did great. He looks good. He's having he seems like he's having so much fun. Yeah, as he always says, I'm having so much fun riding my dirt bike. Yeah, like that's how he says it. Yeah, and he's cleaned, and and I'm not a huge Barsha guy. But he has cleaned up his riding. He's not he's not leveling I, I people don't think, out. I think that might be something with the team, too. I, I don't think he had much of an option but mm. to, to clean his act up. and um, I think there might have been some, you know, we're not going to do this again next year if you're going to keep yeah. keep this BS up. So And he wants to ride. He wants to ride for a few more years because yeah. he's, he's a very interesting. I've, I've had the opportunity to listen to a couple of podcasts. Uh, Gypsy Tales, Jace, Jace uh, did a podcast with him. Um, DMXS has done one with him. He has some really cool interest outside of racing. He's married to an English lady, yeah, um, who is a psychologist or psychiatrist, and, yeah. And but he loves like he loves motorcycles outside of racing motorcycles. Yeah. He also loves bicycles. He's talked about like potentially doing some mountain biking racing. Yeah. He, when he's done, he's a pilot. Yeah, he's um, a. He had to give that. He's given that up a little bit, but yeah. that's something he could go back I, into. I mean, and I can, I can um, relate to that yeah. extremely. Closely. But he's an interesting character outside of just racing. Yeah. So if he can find that love, and he's always he's has been the same for multiple years. If he signs a two year contract, the first year you don't get much. The second year it's kind of, Katie bar the door and he is on it. Yeah. Well, this year. I know it's contract year, but he also seems like he's having fun. Yeah, he's not burnt out of it yet. He's... He looks like Tomac. Yeah. Like, hey, this is actually kind of fun. He's got a kid. He's got a wife. He doesn't... He's selling Bamland. They're selling... He's selling Bamland. He's riding at MTF right now. He's yeah. not even riding at his own place. Yep. And he's... Like he, like you said, he's just enjoying it. And that's yeah. that's when I think you see the progression. When, it, when it's not like a job anymore, yeah. these guys excel. Tremendously, and um, I think he's at that point where it doesn't matter if he races or if he doesn't, but he wants to. So I think he's he's got a good thing going right now, and I, I think the rest of the season is going to be pretty cool to watch him too. Sexton stayed up the whole weekend. He did. That was impressive, but he didn't. He did win one. He won one. He won the second one. Yeah, and he kind of he dominated. Never, the second he never one. seems to struggle in the triple crowns. For some reason, I don't, I don't know. But when it comes to a main event where he's out in the lead, I think if he comes from the back, he does a lot better. You know, it's funny, Ricky. I was going to bring that point up because Ricky brought that up during. And by the way, great weekend, Ricky and Daniel in the booth together. Yeah. I, I love when they're yeah, in they're, the booth. They're together. having a good time. They are so good together. Daniel Blair, for a guy that was an average Supercross racer. His media skills are just yeah. spectacular. Yeah, he's he's good. so good. Um, but they were actually – Ricky brought up that he likes seeing Sexton come from the back because he almost is a better hunter than leader. Yeah, I, and that's where I'm at with it. I think he my, – my boys love Sexton for – some reason I don't have anything against them, but I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of. My them. wife does not like him. At I mean, all. I'm not a. I said on this podcast we wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't show any hate, but I'm you know I don't 
I don't. I kind of despise him in a way. I don't know. He just something about him. He's, he's such a beautiful. He writer. is. And I, he, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I think, he's he's but, just gorgeous to watch. Right. Yeah. Like if I could take a video and say, okay, go out and practice this. Yeah. I would be the a really fast fifty year old rider. Yeah. If I could, I don't think my body would Replicate go into some. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can get my leg that high to get through <laughs> corners, but but no, he is gorgeous. But I there are some people that do better from the back coming you forward. Know, I don't think you have the pressure, you know. You yeah. Well, so I, I I have that argument with Anderson. Yeah. I sometimes think when Anderson falls or has a bad start and comes from the back, yeah, where everyone's like, "Oh my god, look at that ride." Well. What's he got to lose? It's like you're riding in the red mist. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, if you're a leader, I think a Cooper Webb, I think an Eli Tomac, Jet. There are there are few and far between that can ride from the front and not bobble. Yeah, and there are there are very few that can do that. Yeah, and they are usually the champions. Yeah, it's just I I think the nerves, you know, the nerves of being up front yeah. just just get to him, and I think. If you watch uh, Chase ride, I think he's really front end light, so he's always he's always forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if if you just sit and watch him, and I think that's a a lot of that's what happens to him is the front end of the bike turns or the front end of the bike dips. I think he's just I'm not a pro by any means, but I think he's he's got too much forward momentum, mm-hmm. and it just. It carries into places that it shouldn't, and that, I think that's why he's wrecking every time. I listened to an interview with him um, after the Detroit race, and they were talking about because he won that race, got penalized, you yeah. know. But they were talking about he's like, guys, remember, he's a taller guy, yeah. And when he moves, he says, if I move an inch, if I move forward an inch or back an inch, there's more of me that's moved. Yeah. Forward or back versus a smaller guy, yeah. a more com- a Cooper Webb. If if I move an inch, I've moved a foot. Where if Cooper Webb moves an inch, he's moved an inch. Yeah. Because of if he moves There's this so part torso. an inch, he's his head's now this far yeah. forward, and he's like, those are the things that they're working on. And then um, the manager came on and actually talked. Yeah, and I, they, I and, did see that. He said if he could just ride like he does during yeah, the week. And they're t- they were talking about those movement trying to get him comfortable in those those movements yeah. and where he is sitting in those movements and it's like holy shit man like we're talking finite yeah finite things costing hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah they're they're big crashes just <laughs> yeah. that the little bit of body adjustment is always i think i yeah. think i've narrowed it down to the point that that's that's what's happening he's just got too much there's too much forward on the bike. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things this weekend, I mean, if we talk about it, he finished second. He had a great weekend. He stayed up. He did not beat Eli. But at this point, he gained points on Cooper, but he lost more on Eli. And then Eli wins third place. Barsha never, has never been on the podium. Yeah. We talked about Barsha. Fourth place. Who was fourth? Who was fourth this week? Uh, Rox? Was it Roxon? I know. I, I know. Seeing C- Cirilla had a great weekend. Oh look, because I, I did really good. So I played the RM Fantasy. Uh, I did really, really good. I've never played it before. I just. By the way, it's like shout out. I beat Michelle in Pulp Fantasy this weekend. There you go. Yes. yes. I'm still like 1,800 positions behind her, but I, uh, 
I uh, beat her, so it's always a... Oh, no. Fourth overall was Cooper Webb. I thought he finished fifth. Mm-mm. Okay. Roxon finished fifth. Okay. I thought it was flip-flop. Yeah, I thought I thought Cooper had finished fifth. Yeah. So, Tomac, Sexton, Barsha, Webb, Roxon, then Colt Nichols was their um, wild card for eighth place. But Webb... Webb did not have a good good weekend. Ricky talked once about his start position, and two, and some of the, you talked about the Anderson thing, he did not put himself in positions when you come into it tied and you leave that far behind, that's not a good weekend. No. Because even though Webb doesn't have the overall speed, he's shown speed this year. Yeah. I, I know everybody says, like, he's not that fast. I've said, I don't think he's that fast. He has shown speed. He's caught guys, passed guys, and left guys. Yeah. This weekend, he got in the mix, and he was just in the mix. Yeah. yeah I, I think he just played a mental game. Yeah. He, and then he acted pissy with the, the whole Anderson situation. Oh, I think the pissiness led to led mm-hmm. to that. You could tell that he was just furious. So, I I don't know. He, he should be up there, but he shouldn't. I don't. It's a like I said, it's one of those love hate relationships for me. I don't. He's he battles demons inside that um, yeah. I think he can't overcome once they're there. Or Tomac can kind of battle through them. Either Tomac has it or he doesn't. And Webb's not one that's going to admit that. I don't think he just when he struggles, he struggles. Yeah. And there's no there's no compensating for it. How about Kyle Chisholm having a top ten weekend? Yeah. I mean that that's huge. I mean this guy is. He's he's old, racing. Yeah. He's been doing it a long time. Yep. He earned that number eleven many years ago, yep. and he's basically a full time test rider for Hep. And I'm thinking he's going to have some management role at some point. And, he's a busy guy. Yeah, and to still go out there on the weekends. And... And, and by the way, for those that don't know, his wife owns a company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have three kids. They. They buy and sell homes. Like he he remodels homes. Yeah, like he's a busy his, guy. On his off time, he remodels homes and then goes and races. Yeah. And this guy finished top ten. Um, another one of those guys, Josh Cartwright. He's he's another guy. He has a full time job. Yeah. And he goes. There are times on Fridays that he's actually in meetings in between practices. Yeah. And yeah. He's still working. On, <laughs> he's on still the working while he's racing. And. Uh, this, it was a good weekend of racing. There was some talk, and I'll, I'll get your opinion on this. Kevin Morans, privateer, drives himself to the race. Uh, um, not all the time. He does fly to some races, but he he does drive some. But he's a full privateer. Like yeah. he, he sets up his own thing. Third race, came in hot into the corner, and kind of caused that shamazzle, as they call it, yeah. at the start of the third. Tomac got super lucky. But then some other guys didn't. Is it a guy just like, hey, I'm in there, or did he screw up? I think I think that might have been like the heat of the moment. You know, I'm up there, yeah. and I'm going for it, but he definitely caused that wreck. I mean, did you see him? Did you see his helicopter? Yeah, he he he, he, took he got off. flung. Whew. And like you like you said, Tomac Tomac just pulled out. Yeah, of and Sexton got hit. Yeah, and he bobbled. I honestly expected him to go down after that. I didn't. I didn't think he could hold on to the bike. He got hit pretty hard. Yeah. But yeah, it caused quite the cluster. So is, but can you? A few years ago, there was a in a two fifty race. There was a guy on the inside. 
think it was Josh Osby many years ago, and he never turned. It was like one of those, they come down and they turn real yeah. sharp, and he never turned and literally like wiped out everybody. Well, I think, I think with that long start, they're, they're carrying too much speed into that turn, for one, and they're just, they're not slowing down in time. And I think, I think, you see a lot of this on the, the, the big starts. Yeah. Because, and I, I think that's what it is, is it's too much, too much speed coming into that turn, and they just, they can't get it woed down enough. Yeah, because Moran's actually, by nature, he is a, I don't know, 15th to 20th guy. Yeah. 20, yeah, 20th guy. But he is a good starter. Yeah. In his, like, if he has to go to an LCQ, he's a good starter. But he's also the guy that got the whole shot last week in Seattle or yeah. you know, two weeks ago in Seattle and, like, led for a while and then chased, yeah. for some reason, wiped him out. But, so he is a good starter. I think he got a little over his skis, as they say, in that one, and kind of he ended up eating shit bad. Yeah. I mean, that was a bad crash for him, but he did cause a little uh, a, a little chaos. But I, I, all twenty two guys deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Sometimes stuff happens. But I got I got tired. I got a little bit of frustration for everybody saying Moran's caused that. Well, he did cause it, but there's other guys. He, he he's out there racing too. Yeah, it's it's still a race. I yeah. mean, had he taken out the whole front of the pack, then so be it. But they're all going for the same thing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably some sort of reward for him and his little thing to get a whole shot. Yeah, I I'm sure. And his setup, like they all that's have TV time. There's little bonuses everywhere yeah. too. I mean, so I mean, I just want to say just a shout out, like, dude, I'm. I love the privateer guys. I'm I'm an underdog by nature. One of my favorite things is the cartoon underdog. Like I, I'm an underdog by nature, so yeah. I cheer for those guys. Um, what else you got for the 450s? That's really it. I mean, it was trip crown, but it was it was good racing. I enjoyed it. Um, a lot of incidents. A lot of a lot of um, probably mental heartbreak, and but there was uh, overall a good night. And, think next week's gonna be pretty interesting let's let's with let's hype that let's hype that a little bit so great crowd at phoenix um great night of racing i'm i'm happy that tomax got the lead again kind of gives himself a little bit of wiggle room and weirdly enough we're going to a we're going to a super speedway track yep. where tomac is good yeah and atlanta is as much as NASCAR has different tracks. Atlanta's Supercross track is much different than Daytona's yeah. Supercross track. Yeah, but I, I think we're going to see Barsha excel too. Yeah, Barsha's a, a big speedway guy, big outdoors guy. So. And this dirt is going to be very similar to a lot of the dirt the guys ride in in Florida. Yeah, uh, all those Georgia facilities. Um, for those that don't know, Stars facility is actually in Georgia. Yeah, you have MTF. You have all these. So these facilities. This dirt that they're going to race in Atlanta this weekend is going to be very similar. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting a good crowd because it's an outdoor venue. Um, it's also a daytime race. For those that don't know, please make sure it starts at three o'clock this week. Yeah. So and it's on NBC, the big network. So this is a big this is a big deal. Yep. Um, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, on off of Supercross, we talked about him last week, or actually. Two weeks ago, Chambers, Jack Chambers. I, I followed him on Instagram. 
all of a sudden I see this thing. I got the call up. Thank you to Rides Unlimited. I'm yeah. Not... We talked about that. Well, guess what? I see. I haven't heard the news. MXGP. No kidding. Riding for a Kawasaki team. Their rider, their rider, their main rider was struggling. They have hired him for the rest of the season. Our dude got a passport. Can you imagine being a Polk County dude trying? You are struggling to make it in Supercross, and all of a sudden you get a call up, and you are going to race the rest of the MXG. Your first race is in Switzerland. Yeah. Now he had a great. To me, he had a great first showing. Twelfth. And a 14th to finish 13th overall. Can't couldn't have had that much time on a Kawasaki. He's been on no. a he's been on a KTM. It's a totally different bike. You are in a completely different environment. You're flying across the ocean to meet a team that we don't even know if the principals of that team speak English. Yeah. And here you go, bud. Time change would mess with you. Good luck. I, I there's a whole bunch I want to talk about this because. This is the sport. This is the sport I love. Yeah. Zach Osborne is, is his coach. Yep. Zach Osborne failed. Zach Osborne was the next great hope in America. He failed. Yeah. He went to Europe and did MXGP. His story, go go find his story. He lived in tents. He slept under the semis. He fought it out, came back, became a champion, so on yeah. and so forth. Lewis Phillips, who's one of the top journalists, was interviewing uh, an MXGP guy. MXGP guy was coaching a guy and said, yeah, I've been trying to get him to go race local races because he doesn't do well in the race environment, so I want him... So they sent him to these races with the box truck, easy ups, full gear, so that people knew that this guy was a big racer Mm -hmm. and we expect you to go out and win these local races. And he ended up making this change. So Lewis Phillips came to Zach Osborne and said, hey, have you thought about... And Zach's like, I've been trying to get Jack to go race local races with all his setup because he just needs to get into more pressure situations of racing. Last week, or two weeks ago, Lewis interviewed Jack and told him, hey, have you thought about doing some more? And he's like, you know, Zach's talked to me about that. I should have done it. And all of a sudden he gets the call up to go to Europe. Some people will say, well, he couldn't make it. I don't care. The kid is less than 20 years old and is traveling the world racing his motorcycle. Yeah. Suck on that, and if you could do it, you would go do it too. Man, in a heartbeat, yeah. Like, But, but I agree luck. with the... These guys just practice all week long. They don't get a lot of lineups. Yeah, you know they're not behind a gate very often. You know, once a week, and with the two fifties, it's in between. So, if they would go to the Dade City or the you know yeah. run the I four MX series and you know the Florida boys down here, then I think you would see a lot of improvements. But just because that's ex- it's experience, yeah. and a lot of these younger riders have done that over and over and over again, and they're the ones that excel a lot more. So. It plays hand in hand, if you ask me. And I think he should have done it. I mean, but this is a great opportunity. I mean, it's awesome, I, and, and I hope he succeeds. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know if that means he finished. He gets to the point he can do top ten. I mean, motocross is their first thing. So, yeah. but it's a different. It's a different environment. It's it's a 
they race a lot. Like in pro motocross here, it's a one day show. Yeah. At a an MXGP, it's two days. They come in, they qualify on Saturday, they race on Sunday. It's you know, it's it's a full weekend. Yeah. But also, dude, I wish you the best. Like I'm pumped. Like I can't imagine like you're sitting in Auburndale, Florida, and all of a sudden like, hey. We need you to be in Switzerland. Yeah. And go look at the MXGP schedule. They're all over the place. Yeah. And it's busy. You get to go race all over the world, and someone else is paying for it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're not making any money. If someone else is paying for your travels, yeah. great experiences. And I would love, I'm putting this out there, Jason, Jack, Emma, Mrs. Chambers, we would love to have Jack on to talk about his experiences. We talked about this last week. I would love to talk about his experiences with the MXGPs and that that change of philosophy. I love. We would love to sit down with him. We will come to Auburndale and do it. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. And love love to talk to him because I just I think it's awesome. I think it's cool. Yes, in some people's eyes, it's a step down. Maybe. Yeah. Wait till wait till you see how he rides when he comes back. Yeah. He's gonna get. A whole different kind of experience over there that he. Well, there's three races a weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's when they race, it's they have the qualifying race now. Yeah, and then they have two motos, and and those tracks are beat to yeah. hell. Yeah, so he's getting more start times, he's getting more, more race experience, and he's getting a different track layout experience. Yeah. So I th- I think he's going to come back stronger than ever. And he may have so. some new food choices too. Maybe <laughs> you never know. But uh, I, that was my big takeaway is. Getting to hear that. Yeah, the racing was good this weekend. But I, like I said, I always love the off-track stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, rumors, Herchimoto may go to Husqvarna. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Who, who leaves? Swole? Maybe. I don't know. I, it's it's hard to tell. And then they just lost Styles, who went to Star. And then, yeah. I don't know. It's This year, I think there's going to be a lot of... There's going to be a lot of movement. And part of the uh, the weekend this weekend, not only do they have the little kids who get so pumped up. I yeah. love watching the little kids. When we went to Tampa, just seeing those little kids, they're, they're so pumped oh, up. Oh, they're excited. But it was Futures weekend, Futures. Last, last Futures. Um, any takeaways? I mean, these are these are the next guys. Well, I don't know if you know the Ryder Francisco story. Um, that kid qualified... Well, he's a Loretta's champion at like five years old. Yeah. On a Cobra. That boy has been quick his whole life. So I I always followed him, you know, through his career just because it, it was a cool story to see somebody that young. Yeah. That has rode up through. Um, he, then he come out second in Futures. Um, it was a pretty cool race. I, I I enjoy that stuff. You watch them make the mistakes that you can tell that they're, they're almost there, but they're not there yet. Yeah. And it's just... It's cool. It's cool to see it. And those are the next guys. I mean, it was it Juju, yeah. the the guy that won it. Yeah. Um, the guy that finished third, Benick, he had won the first two, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and those are the guys you're going to see next year. Yeah. So they'll be lining up. Well, Benick doesn't have a full on contract with Star yet. So, but do you think he stays there? I. He, There's no reason not to, right? Yeah. I mean, they like I said, they got a good program going yeah. on. I think he'll stay, but I think either way he's going to line up next year some way. Yeah. He's he's a good rider. Yeah, so. and I wish I, I wish Mitch, Mitch Payton the best. I'm so, I feel so bad. That guy that that was the program. I mean, when when we were growing up, 
everybody wanted to yeah. be a pro circuit Kawasaki rider. Yep. And that team, it, it they're so good, yep. but they cannot catch a break. No, it's just struggle after struggle. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think his attitude is showing it. Like, you can tell that he's stressed and yeah. just in any kind of interview with him, he's just, he seems to be cranky a lot. And I don't think it's going to help if he loses Shimoda. No. Because that's a true, that's a true title contender. Yeah. Shimoda is a true title contender. Yeah, I think, I think they might be going through a rebuild here pretty soon. Yeah. You know. Well, they'll have DeFrancesco next, De, is it DeFrancesco? DeFrancisco. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have him next year, but who else? And, and it's one of those, like, you're going to have to steal somebody. Yeah, I think he he's probably going to be money out of his pocket to get a, yeah. a good contender in there. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of movement next year. Anything exciting happening on the Schaefer home front? Nope. Some no. remodeling. We haven't even got much riding time in. Just work, work, work this week. So Yeah. Uh, nothing nothing on the Heath. I, I did get the uh, the training facility has been bush hogged. So we, we got that. that going for us. So it's all pretty, and I've been... Uh, moving dirt around trying to make it more accessible more of it accessible um but no between h&w and uh, myth pros and michelle and trey real estate all sponsors and dbs also a sponsor of this the reason we get to do this is because of our jobs yeah and our wives and our wives like um my wife always tells me have a great conversation so uh i think i think our goal should be we're five episodes in I think once we get to 10, we should start seeing if we can either go on the road for an interview or get someone to come yeah, to well, us I'd for like an interview. To get, and that's why we're pushing for, like, Jack or somebody. Yeah. That's, that's a far stretch right now, but um, I'd like to get somebody in yeah. there. You know, like, Even if they're just a super fan that want to talk about what, what the races. Yeah. But I'd love to start getting some racers. And no, I don't want to hear how you did and you finished third and you did great off the start. I want to hear about you as a racer yeah. kind of like what we did with you last week where we learned who Derek was yeah. I don't care your, I really don't care about your results I want to know like why you do it yeah there, there's a reason behind all of this yeah so even this podcast has you know just kind of like our our dreams and stuff yeah. uh, what created this and um, any kind of like minded people we'd like to have them on here well if you made it this far this is our shortest episode yet I want to thank Derek for the hospitality at the uh, Schaefer Poolside Studio. It's just now getting dark, and uh, it is a great evening. And for Derek Schaefer, I am Trey Heath. This is the Beyond the Curve MX Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next week after Atlanta. Bye-bye. Have a good one.